Welcome to the Fright Side Nightlings. This is episode 10 of the Horror Headquarters, and it's going to be an eventful one. As a kid, there were many films that stuck out to me that I still rewatch every Halloween. It helps me recall the joy I experienced as a kid when I streamed them with my siblings. One of them has a special place in my heart and reminds me to always face my deepest fears, no matter how scary they can be. Its title, Scary Godmother, Halloween Spooktacular. Scary Godmother is a film series that premiered on July 18, 2003. It is adapted from the book series with the same exact title, created by Jill Thompson. The film itself is directed by Ezekiel Norton, while the music is by Robert Buckley. The computer animated film premiered on Cartoon Network. <laughs> the good old days. Remember when Cartoon Network actually existed? To all you millennials and Gen Z kids that were born in the early 2000s? Yeah, I feel ya. <laughs> There are many characters in this film, but the main ones being Hannah Marie, Jimmy, and Scary Godmother. Now the story starts out pretty sad, I'm gonna be honest, like no one dies or anything. I mean it's Cartoon Network, they can't have anything like that, or at least I assume. But basically they're supposed to take Hannah out for trick-or-treating and she's like Jimmy's cousin. And instead of doing that, they end up like bullying her and lock her in the spook house which is apparently like a haunted house or something where like they always scare like little kids and everything. They lock her in there and she like starts crying and like I feel so bad. But then as she's crying, a magical character appears out of a witch's hat to calm Hannah down and introduce herself as her scary godmother. I think the voice acting, I shouldn't even say I think, the voice acting in this film are so good, like definitely above par and it just feels very close to home. And a lot of you guys out there will understand what I'm saying, but those who understand get it. Because seeing Hannah cry was devastating as a child and it still is as an adult, but it doesn't last long. It lasts like four seconds of like sadness and then gets all happy because Scary Godmother appears and everything and she starts like mimicking Hannah, which is kind of funny. But it's, she does it out of love and takes her on this ride on her broomstick to go to the fright side so that she can introduce her to all her friends. After realizing that Hannah is scared of monsters and most of Scary Godmother's friends are monsters, if not all of them. So she takes her over there to introduce her to the true side of monsters and show that they're not all mean and horrible like Jimmy and his friends claim them to be. Now a little bit of context before we jump into the characters of the Fright Side. Now every Halloween, Scary Godmother has a Halloween party that every monster in the Fright Side attends. These monsters include Harry, a food-obsessed werewolf, which I love, <laughs> Scully, who is a skeleton, and a monster that hides under your bed, Bugaboo, Scary Godmother's broommates. So Scully and Bugaboo are the broommates or roommates of Scary Godmother. I actually like that wordplay, broommates and roommates i don't know i just i found it funny i'm like what does roommate mean and then growing up obviously getting older i'm like oh it's just like a little play on words but there's also count max ruby and orson who are a family of vampires and 
Hannah, every time she's introduced to like a different character, she gets more scared, but when learning more about them, she comes to like them and enjoy their presence. Also, fun fact, the last character that Hannah is introduced to is Bugaboo, which of course happens to be the biggest monster ever, has more than five eyes. I'll just leave it at that. It has more than five eyes, shaped very weirdly, terrified, very deep voice, and just very scary looking. And this is the last person that Hannah is introduced to. She has a full-fledged panic attack, screams her lungs out. And as she's doing this, Bugaboo is like chasing her, like trying to calm her down, but she's like running away. It's like, it's such a funny scene because <laughs> everything's computer animated. So obviously they're over-exaggerating everything that's going on, like with the running. So it's, it's really funny. But as she's getting chased by him, she claims that he's mean, big, and scary looking. And it's kind of a sad scene <laughs> because then Bugaboo gets offended and all upset. And he's like, okay, maybe I should go. And then everyone like gets upset <laughs> and he's like, no, no, it's okay. Comes with a job. <laughs> There's a lot of adult jokes in this movie, which I love. If you guys have not watched this, you guys have to like immediately. It's literally everywhere. It's on YouTube for free. And I don't know why I'm throwing that in now, but like, it's so good. I love it. It always makes me laugh and just brings me joy and growing up more. The more I grow up, the more I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know this this joke before and it's just hysterical to see but <laughs> before he leaves of course she comes to a realization Hannah does and she states that maybe you're not that mean after all and then Bugaboo states that monsters aren't mean big and scary yeah but not mean and he stays and then the party commences and him and Hannah are on good terms but I just I love that scene it's like hysterical if you've watched Scary Godmother before, you guys know what scene I'm talking about, but it's it's so good. Of course, don't skip to that scene because then the rest of the movie will not make any sense. But highly, highly, highly recommend watching it. That's why I'm doing a podcast episode on it, especially because it's Halloween season. You don't even need to watch it on Halloween. You can watch it in November or December, anytime around like the year. It's just such a good movie and I love every single piece of it. I have to say one of my favorite things about this film is the soundtrack it is an absolute masterpiece it's so good all the sound effects all the music it's just perfect and it's so nostalgic to be listening to it as a 22 year old it, it truly is but I love every minute of it because it just reminds me of when I was younger and when I first watched this film for the first time like ever and like I don't remember exactly when I first watched it but I do recall watching it alongside my sister at the time. I'm pretty sure she introduced it to me. I, I can't recall like 100%, but I know the first time I watched it, it was with her. But we fell in love with it so much that it eventually became tradition. And that tradition is that every time on Halloween, after we were done trick-or-treating and we had like a bunch of candy, we would go into like a big empty room, it would probably be like the living room. 
and we would dump our bags of candy on the floor in like our own little piles, look through them, and then exchange them. And the reason being is that in the film Scary Godmother, there's a scene where as Jimmy and his friends are waiting for Hannah to run out of the spook house screaming, two of them are exchanging candies with each other. Like they had dumped all their candy out and are sitting and like exchanging candies. So it's become a huge tradition for us and it leading all the way up into our last haul, which I believe was when I was a sophomore in high school. I could be wrong though. I could be very wrong. I think even later than that, I think I, I did it all the way until I was like 18. I mean, I fight, if I could still trick or treat, I 100% will, but I know there's going to be those people that are like, no, you're too old for candy, which it's fine. I mean, I, I personally love handing out candy. It's such a joy for me. I thought I was going to hate it. I'm like, Oh, how boring to just be standing in one area giving candy to each person. I actually love it because I get to see all the costumes, get to compliment people on their outfits, get to see all the little baby outfits. They're so cute. And just seeing the joy on the kids' faces as you're like giving them candy and them enjoying the decorations on the house. It's just a joyful experience. And I love it. It's, it's my favorite. Of course, I would love to do trick-or-treating again. There has to be something. Watch someone steal my idea. Watch someone steal my idea. There has to be something where adults can go trick-or-treating. Like, I'm being serious. Like, there has to be, like, one designated town or neighborhood where it's only for adults. And, like, we can just go have a good time. Like, everyone's old and everything. Literally, we'll have 80-year-olds trick-or-treating. I don't care. And I'm telling you, someone's going to steal this idea. You will. You watch. And then what I'm going to do is if I see this on the news headlines, I'm going to go to this podcast episode and be like, you guys stole my idea. I want to get paid. <laughs> Something else that is so funny but so good in this film is the food. It looks so good. And the person that makes all the food is Scully, who's one of the brewmates of Scary Godmother. And he's like the chef and he like makes these like caramel apples quiche all these different like stuff like i don't know creations and they're just all so cool they all look delicious of course and then something that's really cool is that they <laughs> have one part in the film that's literally like 10 seconds it's while harry the werewolf he's like eating all the food which is the one i told you he's like love obsessed with food he, he literally that's all he does all day and he was eating all the snacks out because like they have a halloween party like i said and what Scary Godmother does, and it's basically like an instructional video. And she's like, this is how to stop a, a chattering werewolf from like talking and everything. She's like, take two of your favorite crackers, one with jam, one with peanut butter, and shove it into the mouth of a chattering werewolf. And that like, it works, but it's cool. It's like a fun thing. And I can see definitely kids nowadays that like want to do that. And there's nothing dangerous about it. Totally taking two graham crackers, putting one with jam, one with peanut butter. And like, you'll see, like, even if you eat it, like, which I've done before, of course, like it is cause like all the like paste gets stuck in between your teeth and mouth. And it's just a lot, but it's fun. It's a cool creative thing that they incorporated into the film. And it's just, it's really cool. And I, the, the food is, it's so cool. I love the animation. Like I said, this is computer animated, all of it. And also there's the pizza scene. Oh my God. The pizza scene!
Now it's really difficult to pick a favorite scene or scenes in this film because each one is just so much fun to watch. But I will say the pizza scene towards the end of the film was a humongous highlight. I absolutely love watching it and it's so funny. So just to give a quick recap, basically, I mean I'm not spoiling anything, I don't think this is a spoiler, but Harry ends up eating all the food at the party, literally like within like the first 10 minutes or something. So they decide to order pizza and then everyone gets like really excited and then he like picks up the phone and he has a really strong accent, I just want to put that out right now, but he's like, I'll order, they know my voice over at Diablo Brothers, no, who wants garlic? Keep in mind, there are vampires at this party. <laughs> it's just funny how the father, uh, Count Max is his name, how he reacts. But it's just, it's, it's hysterical. And then when the pizza comes, you realize that he ordered 12. Harry ordered 12 pizzas and it's like nearly $200 for pizza. And he doesn't even have money, neither does Scary Godmother. So something that Scully says, it's like, oh, let's see if Bug Bugaboo has any money stuck to him from being under the beds all day. And so like they like attack Bugaboo in a safe way, of course, and they find a bunch of money and then they give it to the delivery guy. But before they even attack Bugaboo for all this money, because like Sierra Godmother doesn't have any money, the delivery guy is like explaining like how much everything, he's like, well, 12 pizzas and 16 bucks each. And he's like saying it in a joyful way. But then he's like, of course, you could always sign for it. And like, it gets like all like freakish and like evilish, like devilish, basically signing your life away for like 12 pizzas. And there's like, he like pulls out this big freaking script and he's like, you can sign for it. And then Scary Godmother's like, uh, no, sorry. My life's worth more than 12 pizzas. <laughs> it's just so funny. And then like getting older, thinking about this, he, like he literally wanted her to sign her life for pizza. That is insane. I'm sorry. But yeah, I love that scene so much. And then of course she punishes Harry because as they're giving him the money, like the delivery guy, all the money, he steals all the pizza or he attempts to steal it, excuse me. And then she says something that carries on into the next film. Like one thing, I'll explain the next film in another episode because there's two movies of this. I wish there was more. There's two, but she says... Like, he, he gets all scared and he's like, oh, please, I'll do anything so that he can keep all the 12 pieces. And she's like, I know you will, Harry. You'll help me in the pumpkin patch. You'll mitt spider webs. Clean the tunes. Ah, uh, yes, you'll probably have tonight paid off by Halloween next year. But that is definitely one of my favorite scenes in this film, even though all of them are my favorite scenes, like I said. I just love this film so much. It's so much fun. But the ending is like justice for Hannah because... Bugaboo realizes that her cousin Jimmy is one of the people that Bugaboo ends up scaring like every Thursday under his bed and like she realizes like he's been lying about everything like about how he's not scared of anything he doesn't have any fears and he's all tough but hearing all this scary godmother asks Hannah where's Jimmy now and she says waiting for me I guess and then scary godmother's like I think it's time we teach those big kids a lesson and they end up like scheming something to like scare the bejibbers out of these kids because of what they did to Hannah. And it's just, I love it. I love the ending. It's, it's so funny.
So long story short, basically what the monsters from the Fright Side do is they go to the spook house and they end up haunting the uh, the adults. I was going to say adults, the kids, the big kids. And it's just, it's really good. They get what they deserve. They end up getting scared really badly. And then Hannah comes out as like the savior and she flashes like her flashlight on like all the monsters and she's like, follow me. And you can see the pure terror in the adults. I'm going to call them adults, like the big kids when they see like how terrifying this book house actually is and how like Hannah was even tough enough to not be scared the whole time. But it's, it's, it's really good. I love it. That I don't want to spoil too much because I want you guys to watch it and like let me know your impressions. But it's just so good. And like I said, it's on YouTube. There's a part one and a part two. Uh, they take a place. I think they take place either a year or two apart. I think one's released in like 2003, one's released 2005. But it's, they're just really good. And something that I love about the ending of the film, it's just, it's very sentimental is like realizing that Hannah like has to go back to her regular life and she can't like stay in the fright side. Scary godmother hands her a key and Hannah's like, will, will I ever see you again? And she says, anytime you want to come to the fright side for a visit, just use this key and any door. We'll see you soon. And she's like, thanks, scary godmother. And it's just so cute. And then <laughs> there's something really funny, like Jimmy runs back into the house like to hold Hannah's hand because he's scared. He just won't admit it. And he's like, just in case you get scared. But she's very nice about it and everything. So it's funny. And then there's something else funny that happens right before the credits roll out. But I want you guys to watch that because it's it's just funny. I love it. This film is so, 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 so good. I will never get sick of it. It is such a joy to watch, especially around Halloween or whenever I'm in a bad mood. I just love it. It makes me happy. It makes me feel like I can overcome anything. And it just gives me a lot of joy. Now, something I do want to say before I wrap up this episode and like move on to the poll results, I did reach out to the Jill Thompson, who is the creator of Scary Godmother, for a question about Scary Godmother and like how the experience was, what her favorite thing about it was. I did not get a response, unfortunately, but that doesn't mean that she won't respond like soon. I'm hoping she responds because I love her to death. She's just so phenomenal, so talented, and she's still like doing like Scary Godmother stuff, like obviously like not films or books, but she like makes uh, merch for it and like this bugaboo plushie, which she can put like pencils and everything in. It's just really cute. So I reach out to her. Like I said, she hasn't responded, but whenever she does respond, that is when I will do the second film in the series, which is called Jimmy's Revenge. It's called Scary Godmothers, Scary Godmother, Jimmy's Revenge. And yeah, I just love this film so much. It is definitely one of my top favorite films, like I said, to watch around Halloween. And I'm sure you guys are going to love it too. Like I said, on YouTube... I will try linking it below, but I don't want to get copyrighted. <laughs> I don't know if I can for linking something, but it's just a really good film. Highly, highly, highly recommend checking out. It'll make you feel like a kid again. I'm sorry if it's cringy, but just kind of try to suspend reality for a moment. 
because it really is enjoyable and I know you guys will like it. Alright, it is time for the poll results from last week's episode. So the question was, what do you do for Halloween? And the answers that you guys could have selected from were trick-or-treating, pass out candy, decorate my room slash home, watch scary films all day, go to slash attend a party, dress up and go out, or nothing, because you're basic. <laughs> but many of you guys did participate in this, and you could also choose multiple different options. So the first place was watch scary films all day, which so fair. Oh my god, I envy you. I wish I could do that. But like, I'm so excited for Halloween. You guys have no idea, but I'll talk more about that later. So that was first place. Second place was tied between pass out candy and decorate my room slash home. Third place was dress up and go out. Fourth place was also tied between trick or treating and go to slash attend a party. And then no one, thank God, voted for nothing. Cause I'm like, how can you do nothing on Halloween? How can you look at it as a basic day? Because like, that's like the one day in the entire year that everyone gets to dress up and be something else and like have fun, go out, I don't know, go to an apple orchard at night, go to a haunted house. Like the vibes are so different on that day. So if you're not going out, like you're missing out big time. But yes, thank you to everyone who participated in last week's poll. There is one under this episode. You guessed it, of course. There always isn't one. If Spotify allows it, sometimes it sometimes it literally glitches and it scares me and I'm like no I need a poll up I want people to interact with the poll and like I want to see what you guys say so yeah thank you guys so much for participating and for leaving also so many questions and horror recommendations in the questions tab I'm so grateful for you guys and yeah <laughs> that is a candy wrapper on episode 10 of the horror headquarters now the shirt for the horror headquarters just came in literally today and i am obsessed with it if you guys want to see how it looks you guys can head over to our instagram which is at the horror headquarters which will always be linked under the description in this episode and on our twitter at the horror hq as well as on our website so everything will be down in the description for you guys to check out the shirt looks amazing amazing quality i love it i don't know if i'm gonna order for like you guys because i have to see if you guys are interested in it first i think i kind of want to build up the fandom more if that makes sense because i don't know if anyone's gonna like even be interested in buying one but i would love to you know like buy some if you guys are interested so i will definitely be sending out a google like form that you guys can fill out or like some poll to fill out to see if you guys are interested in the shirts because i'm pretty sure you guys would love them now there is two different versions of them there's like one i like tested and then another one where i incorporated like the whole entire logo not just it saying the horror headquarters but like with the castle incorporated into it so i'll see which one you guys like more and if you guys are interested in it please let me know 
sign up for our email newsletter, which is on our website. You literally just scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page and it'll say sign up for like email notifications. And that's how you guys will be like notified of like the Google form and any other fun things coming out. I'm going to be, when I have a good amount of people, I'm going to be sending you guys out some emails so you guys can get like sneak peeks, like never before things seen, like a lot of things that I'm not going to be talking about on the podcast. And a lot of other people will have to wait like a week to find out about or even longer. But I think it'll be very exclusive for you guys. And it's free. It is completely free. So definitely take advantage of it. And I hope to see a bunch of you guys signed up. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I am forever grateful for this platform to be able to do this. I love doing it. It's just a joy. I literally have the biggest smile on my face when I create episodes and content for you guys. And of course, I love talking about Scary Godmother because that film literally made my childhood so amazing. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. But until next time, tread very lightly and pray for forgiveness. Midnight hour is approaching much sooner than you think.